Welcome back, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 60th episode of Forfeit Podcast. We have entered the 60s. I'm Matt. With me, as always, is the J-Lo, Big John Stud, Wild Bill, Evening yep. Bells. How you doing? How we all doing? Oh, I'm great. Yeah, tell us why you're great, Jesse. I mean, our team shit the bed again. I mean, so that's fun, like against the Giants who are terrible and so that's awesome I mean Doug Peterson is now what oh. we're off to a great start that, that here yeah, that's about what right he was trying to say is Doug <clears throat> it, the man who claimed that is going to be sorry Jess you cut out um Go yeah. go on I think you were going to say Doug Peterson the man who promised us you know that three years ago winning a Super Bowl title was the new norm is now pissed off. He, well, yeah. And, but I mean, he's now one in four coming out of the bye, which is embarrassing. Yeah, Absolutely embarrassing. Um, and, and you have two weeks to prepare for a bad team. You have two weeks to prepare for a bad team and you lose. And it's not just that you lose. It's how you lost. The the fact that that huge Daniel Jones run two weeks ago was put on film and they called the same exact play and scored on it again. And Jim Schwartz is mystified by it. And But that's fine because there's th- nobody's held to any sort of standard or account on this team. You know, so far this year, our, our great new norm team has started so great that we were down 14 to three to the Rams down 17, nothing to the Ravens down nine, seven to the Cowboys down 13 to three to the giants. And then down 14 to three to the giants. Like at, at some point, something has to change. And, you know, if you want to say that yeah, the quarterback, <laughs> if, if, and John wants to say that, you know, Carson Wentz is the only reason that we're not, you know, the, the best team in the league a big and, part and of going it. to the playoffs. That that's fine. I mean, you can live in your 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 fantasy land, um, oh, you know, the same fantasy land where Nick Foles is a good quarterback. Okay. Um, shout out to Nick Foles. Shout out. Speedy re- speedy recovery. So you know, keep, you, make sure every time you walk in a link, Jesse, you turn and look at that statue. Remember him. But there we so, go. There he again, is. That was three years ago. Here we go. Yeah, that's fine. It'll be um, there forever. So again, we're, we're talking about 2020 right now. Um, so not only do do we not show up prepared and go down, you know, give up huge leads to everybody, we can't ever play a complete game when the offense is finally clicking, the defense shits the bed. When the defense looks great, the offense doesn't know what they're doing. So it, it's just... It's it's terrible, and you look at for the way this defense is built with bad linebackers and bad one good corner and no safeties. That unless the D tackles basically play, you know, a, a top five game, the defense is going to get smoked every week. 
because Jim Schwartz and Howie Roseman don't know how to scout or evaluate talent and don't believe in linebackers. And, you know, I'm not a, a huge fan of some of the, the Philly media or radio guys, but one of them put up, brought up an interesting point that easy. Those are our colleagues, Jesse. Yes. I didn't name, I didn't insult anybody. <laughs> they, they said, if you want to, and this guy is a, is as big of an anti Carson guys you can find. It was, it, he said, if you want to find out who the problem is, take the play sheet away from Doug. Because if you take the play sheet away from Doug and Carson is still playing bad, then you know Carson is the, the real problem. If you take the play sheet away and the offense bounces back and starts playing better, maybe that there's a problem that needs to be addressed with the quarter with the coach. Because right now, the team was better with um, Mike Rowe helping run things than the five offensive coordinators, assistants, whatever you want to call those idiots. You know, so everything on the offense is going downhill. So it, it's one or the other. It's, it's either Doug's the problem or Carson's the problem. So if you take the play calling away, then you know without a shadow of a doubt who the issue is. And it, it's if it's if if it's Doug, that's the easier fix because you just get an offensive coordinator in here. Because I don't think Doug should be fired. I just think there should be somebody else in here that can help run the offense, and Doug can worry about being the head coach. I'd be okay with that. So, John, I think that's a good idea. So, John, earlier you were fl- you were flying your your white your white flag on the screen. You had a little Kleenex or a tissue or napkin, whatever. My tears were in it. So, your what made you what what made you what made you wave the white flag at this point in the season? And you know, for all uh, for all our listeners out there, we all know who the most optimistic Eagles fan on this podcast has been through all this slop. It's been, it's been, it's been Mr. Mathers. So why, why now, John, what, what are you seeing that's making you start? What what have I been saying since week three of even last year? That's how he's felt. (laughs) (laughs) I'm breaking my promise even answering this question, but (laughs) I am, I am done even trying to, um, make sense of what anyone feels about this quarterback. They're, everyone's going to have their opinions, and that's fine. I'm not going to argue with Jesse about it anymore. He can he not never throw him under the bus. It's fine. There's a thousand other people there that, that you know, are, are they would say they're Folesian fans or whatever. Fine. I, it, it is plain as day. I'm watching the rewind again. It is plain as day what the problem with this team is. It started with the quarterback. Taking so you're, fl- you're, 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 flying, you're throwing the towel in on Carson Wentz, not the Eagles. Oh well, it's yeah. Well, without without a quarterback, this team is is pretty much dead in the water at this point. I mean, we don't have we don't have a, in my opinion, a reliable. You know, at, at this point, uh, if you put a backup in, whether it's Nate Sudfeld, Jalen Hurts, you're still talking like a rookie, <clears throat> a rookie guy with no experience, like. Yeah, sure, it'd be fun to watch, but yeah, what, what are you gonna? What, what's gonna happen? Like, yeah, we're stuck. We're stuck with them. We're stuck. 
it's not like you had, um, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. It's not like you have, um, I'm trying to think of a quarterback, Ryan Fitzpat- Fitzpatrick back there. You're like, Winston oh. come in. You know what yeah. I mean? Like at least, at least something, but it's just take, it, and going back to Jesse's other point, like, yeah, you could take the play sheet away from him, but the play sheet isn't going to make uh, your quarterback not throw the ball into the dirt. It's not going to make your quarterback misread. It's not going to make your quarterback sail balls over heads. It's just not going to do that. Not to say that Doug Peterson doesn't have a piece of the pie here as far as being held responsible. He's got a lot to do with it. He's, a, he's, the, he's the coach of the team. But I find it very hard to believe that, you know, Doug Peterson can't coach up this quarterback. I find that very hard to believe. How did he, why did he do with Doug? Why did he do with, or I'm sorry, why did he do with Nick when Nick was here? Why? You're telling me Nick was so, was so great. He took, he took criticism and everything so well. Well, why can't Carson do the same thing? Why can't Carson, you know, work on his issues that he's having? Why? Why is it that day in and day out, game in after game, it's the same shit? That's why I'm done with it. It's the same shit over and over again. Make, go into three games and be consistent in three games. That's all I ask for is three games. He's not consistent. He hasn't been all season. It's it's like so it's like no it's no point even arguing about it. If he's not going to be consistent, what are you going to pretend that your defense is going to score 30 points a game? That's not going to happen. I mean, so it's it's kind of like I said, it's, it's a I'm done with it. It's it's it, it, unless you fix the quarterback, this 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 team is going nowhere. Well, and I will stand John, on that. And I will stand on that sword until this guy gets moved out of here. That, but that's why I think you should take the play sheet away because then at least you know, like, okay, if Carson starts to play better with different calls, with a different scheme and different plays being run, if he starts to play a little bit better, all right, maybe we've got something here. Maybe we don't need to nuke the entire. But taking the play sheet away is not going to miraculously get Carson sprayed with pixie dust and be able to make a throw. Hey, three yards now, you know, now you know what you need to do. Well, well, I already know that. I mean, I, I already like those are mechanics. Those are those are throwing issues. Like it's not like balls are like okay. Sometimes balls get tipped. I get that, but like there are many times throughout a game where you're like, where is he throwing the ball to? I just sent you guys the video, the Fulgham throw. That was a third and long play for a first down. The ball is two yards behind the receiver. Like that stuff can't happen if you want to win football games. And if you're a hundred and thirty million dollar franchise quarterback and you've been anointed and the and the organization has has blessed you with the keys of the car and you're just going to run it into the fucking run into a guardrail i'm sorry we're going to go nowhere you're going to be walking down the highway well the 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 thing that they have to also figure out is what was 2017 was 2017 just you know a, a mirage or are there are there fixable things with him? Because, uh, because in 2017, before he got hurt, he was playing at an MVP level, and then he gets hurt, and he comes back, plays okay, gets hurt again. The next year, comes back, plays good, pretty good at the end of the season, and now this year, it's been a complete and total train wreck. So, and that, we, and that was almost four years ago. Well, there, but since then, there's been, there's been flashes of okay, this is the guy. But when you say flashes. What have you seen 
consistently that makes you think, wow, this guy's really good and we got a guy. Since the, he in seven the way the, the, way the season ended. He last hasn't year. played a full season until last season when he got hurt into the playoff game. His rookie year, he played a full season. Right. I'm, I'm saying we're, if we're going to sit here and be like, all right, we need to start talking about the future. What have you – forget that then. What, what have you seen since Super Bowl, let's even say, that made you think, wow, this guy is consistent. He can, he can you, you know, do what he has to do to win football games. I, yeah. I just said the end of last season, what he did those last four or five games. He put a practice squad roster on his back and carried him into the playoffs. You can massive, but it was. Okay. Now again, that 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 that's enough for you to be like, okay, this guy, and then no. going three or four games into the this season, you're like, oh, he's still he's still good. No, I have I absolutely have doubts now. But when oh. the season when the season started. When this season started, I looked at what he did to end last year, and I'm like, all right. He played great to end the season. We got him some weapons. Let's see what can happen this year. And it's been a complete and total disaster. So, but I'm glad you feel that way. Because I was going to send a mental health advisor over to your house. But my my point is, something has to change. And the easiest... That'd be good. We can start there. That'd be a good, good thing. Why don't, why don't they just start the next game without him and, the, and we'll see how that works out. The easiest season anyway. The cares. easiest thing to do is figure out what the problem is by taking the call, the, the call sheet away from Doug. Because if Carson plays better, you know, you need an offensive coordinator. If Carson struggles, you know, you have to blow up your entire roster and your salary cap. So, we should make damn sure we know what we're doing before we make a rash decision. That's all I'm saying. I agree with Jesse's point, but I also agree with John's point, which I know is a cop out to kind of try to. Get side, Bill. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there and let you guys chew on this. I'm looking at some 2000. I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna drop some knowledge bombs. Oh boy! In 2017. Carson Wentz's three losses that he has at a starting – I'm sorry, two losses. He was 10-2 and as a starter. You know what his two losses were? When he had over 40 attempts passing. You know, when he won every blowout win that we had, he had 27 to 31 pass attempts. Do you see a fucking theme? And then all those games we had one, two, four. In those games we had just the same amount of runs or a little more runs than passes, and we win. That's been the recipe that hasn't changed. He, he can't be throwing the ball 40 times. He's not an accurate quarterback. He's a big play quarterback. He needs to be basically a game manager who every now and again takes a big shot. When you're when you're a tight end offense, run the ball, play action, bootleg, and like we, we're trying to make him into Patrick Mahomes, and he's not. He's never been. Even in his best season, he was 0-2 when he threw more than 40 times. Like if we're going to be analytical as – you know, like fans and or, or or teams, whatever. Like facts are facts. When he throws the ball too much, we don't win because he's not a good core. He's not an accurate quarterback. I mean, fifty-five percent, fifty-three percent, fifty-one percent. This is his MVP season percentages, like completion. Like, what's changed with him in five years? Nothing. This is who he is. 
Like, I don't think that it's the play calling, but I do agree it's not doing him any favors. So that's where I do agree. I don't think we're putting him in positions to succeed because when you throw the ball 42 times and run it 21, this is what you get. We're also also trailing in games, Bill. We're not taking that consideration. 14-3 in the first half doesn't matter. 14-3 when in third quarter doesn't matter. Like that's right. I'm saying when you're down, when you're when you have to, you know, when you got two minutes left, and well, that's a different you know, story. You need man, score, man, go, and you're going to throw the ball eleven times. You know, that skews numbers too. Not it, to no, I mean it does, but the fact that the the run, you know, the the fact that we have arguably one of the best running back combos, even though Boss is not a big name. All he kid, all this kid does is produce. He's not a sexy name. He can't have 20 carries a game, but neither can Miles. But you give him each 10 to 12 carries, each three to four screen passes, and we have a dynamic backfield. And if Clement could be maybe a little bit of a thumper on that TD run, he looked good. Like the whole thing with Doug and when he came in was in our in the 17 season was I don't need a feature back. My system like to have two to three backs that are all the same kind of back. Can run the ball, can pass block, and can catch out of the backfield. He doesn't want he doesn't need to have so. I'm trying to make Miles into this bell cow right. Dalvin Cook. It's not going to work. No. He couldn't stay healthy at, Mich- at Penn State, and he can't stay healthy in the pros. So why not be smart? And I don't know. It's just one of those things where, like, I agree with what he said in the interview that we're just shooting stuff from the foot because it's like, yeah, you're not calling good plays. Our players aren't playing well, and we're not a good football team. Like, that's just where we're at right now. And it's like, you know, yeah, I mean, you have time to turn it around always. We're in first place, but it's like, you know, as the weeks go on and you don't get better, it's like, well, we're in week 11 now. Like, what's going on? This isn't week two, week three, and the whole, well, we had no preseason. Well, that's out the window. And, oh, well, we had injuries. Well, that's out the window. You had you had your receivers back. Our O-line, I know, is a little whatever. But, I mean, the well, only guy we're missing was Deshaun in the, in the receiving court. So now, and, and Zach, but you had Goddard. I don't know what, how Goddard was on Sunday. I mean, Christ, I thought he was supposed to be back. I don't know. It's and just Rodgers produced, too. He did, and here, he here I am. Here I am, dumbass, talking the whole time. I'm on fucking mute this whole time, trying to make a point. I'm like, <laughs> no, I, like thought, I thought you were doing something sidebar. I'm like, yeah. Right. But to your point, but to your point, Bill, like, like, um, <clears throat> you know, nothing's really changed. It seems consistent statistically, but and John, to your point, that you know, in two minutes of the game, when you need a, when you need a, that's where you draw up the big play. Is what Bill's saying, you know? But the majority, I mean, yeah, like, we got back into that game last or uh, on Sunday by running the football. Yeah, we to to the to the point of like shooting yourself in the foot. If you watched, I forget what series it was, but it's we started out probably like the 10, 15 yard line. The first play was um, Miles Sanders um, out in the like straight ahead of straight in the flat. And and Carson threw the ball into the into the dirt. Okay, second down, Travis Fulgham, uh, false start. Okay, so now you're like third and long, and what does Doug do? He calls up, and this is where like, of course, I will, I will. Uh, oh, the draw, that draw play for like one. No, he, he, no, he he fired the ball out to. Uh, I, I want to say he was either Hightower or Rager, and he was like double covered. Yep, it happened like two three and times. You put the ball, you put the ball, but like. Again, when you go back and you look at the at the at the play, 
you're like, okay, well, if if that ball doesn't go in the dirt, maybe you get a couple more yards. But then you get, then shoot yourself in a foot, you you false start, and then and then you call a play where like like you're just like taking a shot, and it's like no reason to take a shot when there were other guys like available. It's it's like all those combinations of like I see Jesse's point about Doug, I see my point about Carson, I see. Uh, Bill, your point about shooting, you know, what Doug said about shooting yourself in the foot. It's like all those things combined are, are not helping us. We, we got to get one of those things working. That's because it's the, the whole thing here in the nutshell is it's not, it's not one, one of those. It's, it's, it's the combination of all those happening. Yeah, like we're not time. losing on one dumb play or two. Like we're losing on three or four terrible series. It's and a complete on Both team. sides of the ball. Yeah, like, both sides. Penalties. Like on we both needed our sides. defense. It's that Boston's got a touchdown to make a stand. Like, all right, like that was yeah. we lost the game like, when the, when Boston made that run and we finally had the momentum. They yep. drove seventy five yards in two minutes, and it was like, come on, guys, come on. I mean, this a field goal. Like, sorry, Bill. No, no, I was just saying that. Like, when you when good teams answer a score with a score, or don't let a score be score when they score. That. <laughs> That was the deflating moment of the game. I mean, the Boston Eagles. breaks off a major run, and that's what we get, like th- four, two 30-yard pass plays and then like a 17-yard run into the end zone. From It's like, this is what we fucking Can get I out of. Can I put on my coach shedder hat? Fire oh some God. people. Why are you going to start screaming and yelling everywhere? No, my coach I, – I watch games and I have a coach shedder hat. If mm. I fucking see Jalen Mills – or any other defensive player make a tackle and flex when you're fucking three and six, or whatever their fucking record is. It's dog shit. I don't even know the numbers. Three, if you five, fucking one. flex, you're fucking out of here. Go clean your shit out of your locker room. Get the fuck out. Who cares about you fucking flexing if you made a tackle. That's your job. That's like that's like when a UPS driver drops a fucking box off of my steps and he would flex because he dropped the package off. That's your fucking job. I agree. Sorry. These not these guys that I mean and slow clap, and slow clap the man. <laughs> and and here we go. He's got Jesse going now. Look at here you. we go. Oh. Oh, here we go. Oh, are we, are John, John, John's wanting to fire people. Jesse's going to chime in now. Here, here we go. <laughs> Jesse's got a list. Jesse's well, got a list. <laughs> while we're while we're talking about dumb shit, yeah. Can we? That's can all we, we do on four fifth podcast. It's just a, it's just an hour and a half of dumb shit. That's our can tagline. Can we just agree? Yeah. That that the the Jalen Hurts plays aren't working. Like either either let him throw the ball and take Carson off the field for those plays, which is what the Saints do with Taysom Hill. Jeff McLean. Because right no. now, all you're doing is you. It's not even an R. It's not even an RPO play. It's a fake. It's it it's a fake draw that he's keeping the ball and every defender on the field knows he's going to keep the ball and they just fucking go and annihilate him. It, it's it's a stupid play. It never worked. I'm sorry. It hasn't worked in five weeks. No, it worked. He worked. He was getting yards before. He yeah, fumbled. he worked. But early, early on, early on when he got when he was back there, he fumbled one or two of them. And that was a little shaky. And then a couple, he was getting like three, four yards. Then he, then like two, he, he like, he like, he got, he ran for like nine. And then yeah, he, be for like seven to 15, like clockwork, John, like two, three, four yards. That's a terrible play. 
like with that. Like those are made to be busters. Like I, well, I'm, not, I'm not defending it. I'm just saying, like he. he no, no, I know you're not. I'm just ready to. I'm ready to yell too. I'm just ready I, to yell. I mean, I don't agree that he shouldn't be in the game. I I think that there are, I think there are other teams that use a player like that, and it's efficient and it works. You know, I you know I don't know the guys. He, he's only in there for two or three plays, so. Again, like I, I'm, I'm banging the drum. I'd like to see more of them, just because I'm sick and tired of this slapjaw idiot that we have. So yeah. I'll keep at this point. But the 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 problem is the defense knows what's coming. The great sense. thing with these draw plays is the defense does not know what's coming, and there's just as good of a chance that the quarterback's going to pull that ball and throw it as there is that he's going to run with it. Well, I think but, as many times you put that on tape, you could react to it and and do different things. I think that's sort of what they want to see. I mean, I you know. And the reason it worked for Taysom Hill is he's literally a fucking bulldozer. Like, he looks for somebody to hit when look, he gets look in the line. Look at last night's game with Cordell Patterson, how how the Bears use him in, like, a wildcat. Like, we had we used the wildcat when, when Vic was here and, you know, other guys. Like, yep. It, those plays were, I mean, you don't run it all the time like the Dolphins did like 10 years ago, but, you know. And, and you know. The Wildcat have no quarterback. Like, that's a gimmick play for, like, the Dolphins did it with Ronnie Brown when they had Chad Pennington got hurt. And they and had, like. I, I'd like to see more of the goal line plays be, be maybe plays where you see Jalen Hurts in there. You know, he's a the guy that's probably hard to bring down. And we don't have a first running back. This goes back to, you know, we, we were told before the season started, we're going to be, we're going to be fast. We've got Marty Morningweg and we've got Skag, Skagarello. We've got all these guys and we're going to be fast. We're going to be innovative. We're going to be doing all this shit. And I haven't seen any of it. At least. And you, you watch, you watch fucking teams like the Rams and the Chiefs and the Ravens. And it looks like they're playing a different sport. It looks like they're going a hundred miles an hour. And we can't get out of first gear. And a lot of that is on Carson. But it's not all on him. And no, it's like, it's like, and isn't it funny? Isn't it weird? You look at the NFC as a whole and you, and you look at some of the teams, Jesse, that you mentioned that you watch them play and it's almost like they're watching a different sport. Yeah. And they're in the wild card. Like you have teams, you have like six and three teams that are in the wild card. And here, here are the Eagles at three, five, and one. You know, sitting pretty in first place and have a have a division lead. Look at look, last night when they throw all the all the standings up on the screen, and they showed like the the Bears and the uh, Vikings still in the hunt. And yep. of course, there, there's us at three, slop and whatever, five and one, yep. and like they they have a lock. You have a locked in playoff berth, like. It's amazing. And and that's, you know, that's part of the shitty thing about when I sit here and I'm like, you know, I was really, I was fiery on Sunday and I'm like, I'm just like, I'm like done with it. But like, it, you, you, you know, you sit back and you go, well, you know what? There's still a glimmer of hope because you are in first place. But like, dude, if you would have beat the giants, like it, it really wouldn't have mattered that much. Like now with, now with the saints being banged up, like, you know, you got Jameis, so like you probably could beat Jameis. You know what I mean? Like, Seattle and, and Green Bay are probably be, be be L's. But yeah, like, but I here's can... the thing though: like, 
the way I see it, especially with the game like we just saw, it's like we're not going out and trying to beat the other team. We're trying to not beat ourselves oh, a lot of times. 100%. You know what I mean? It's like we're yeah. beating ourselves in these games. Yeah, it's like, like hey, guys, let's, let's show up on Sunday and not have a penalty. How about that? Let's try I that. Mean, it's <laughs> Yeah, or, or, or let's like just maybe try to look like we're, we want to be out there on the field and, and put out like, you know, maybe yeah. a little bit above minimum effort, you know? Um, I think you, you texted John, you, you know, when things were started really going downhill, you know, and we we're wondering what the hell is going on. This is like, again, an ugly product, unprepared, yeah. you know, um, display a slop. And you're like, these guys are laughing out there. It's like, what the fuck are they, what are they laughing at? I, it's the you know? laughing. It's, it's the, it's the sideline stuff. It's the flexing. It's like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I, I you know what it is? It must be that like I'm realizing that I'm, I'm an old person now and that like that stuff like really bothers me because I don't think I would be that type of person. Well, it's one thing if you're trying to do it to kind of kick up the morale and, and build some wind in, 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 in the sales of the, of, the, of the locker room. I get that. But there's also a time and a place for that, right? It's like after a big play or you can feel the momentum switching in a game – and you're just trying to like ride that, get get everyone's adrenaline rolling, and so that way you can like kind of build something upon upon it in a game. I mean, we've all been there. We've all played competitive sports at some in some form or fashion, and it's like you can feel the ebbs and flows of the game, and and there's there's energy fl- that flows throughout. And but like t- like there was, it was just you know these guys are flexing, and we're a three five and one team. And we were losing at the time, and 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 the writing was on the wall. We were going to lose the game, and they're yeah. still out there, like you know, like flexing, like it's uh, you know, oh, to your point, like you know, oh, I tackled a guy, or or, or I stopped the guy behind the line of scrimmage. It's like congratulations, like what do you want, like a, a you know, a cookie, like yeah. it's your you job. Know, and, you know, you and, and, and and another alarming thing, someone said it. During post game, I forget who it was, but they were like, you know, here's the Giants who started off even more atrocious than we did, if you can believe it. A three, now three and seventeen, and it looks as though that they're even though they're they're, they're still not a, a really good football team. You can see signs of progression in 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 the in yeah. their in their in their football oh, team. They're getting better and better. Yeah. It's called you know, it's not, it might not be much, but it's. And is it, will will it be enough for them to get in the playoffs this year? No, I mean, but but you at least see it. Like if I'm a Giants fan, I could be like, all right, I can see there's there's a path here. You know, you, you've seen Daniel Jones get better week after week. Yeah, after you're week. like, all right, at least we at least, at least at least it looks like we have we can have a franchise quarterback on our hands, and that's without Saquon Barkley. They're that's- making the playoffs this year. Who? The, the the Giants. I mean, if they if if it's not us. I if mean, we they, lose if we lose this week and they win, they're ahead of us. It, I mean they have well, I mean that's that's that's, my, that's me that's me like holding on to that one little sliver of hope. You and know? like they have a slightly easier schedule than us. And after what we've seen the Eagles defense put out, let alone the offense, the Browns are gonna beat our fucking heads in. And, and it doesn't get any easier after that. Yeah. 
like they might not win a game till Chris, till past till after Christmas. Well, the Browns just won ten to seven against the Texans, and the Texans have the worst defense next to the Cowboys in the NFL. So if we give up more than ten points, and the Texans hold the Browns to ten points, and we lose twenty eight to twenty seven to the Browns on Sunday, we're officially cooked. I, I uh, you don't I, think. I, the- yeah, sorry. You don't think the Browns are going to run that same quarterback play that the Giants have burned us for on two? We'll see if we're good or not. Like we're seeing if our guys, because the Texans are horrible on defense and they held them to ten points. So <laughs> in in Cleveland, so it's like you know, I mean, they have, I mean, they have Jarvis Landry and then no receiver, so they don't really have a receiver. They have Najoku, who's like an average tight end at best, but they have uh, a really good running. Don't forget about that um, that running play that they just didn't score on because he stepped out of bounds. <laughs> oh, yeah, Nick Chubb. Like, he wanted to save the game, the anti-Todd Gurley touchdown. Like, the game was over because he would have been up two scores. He's like, I didn't want to lose the game for us. It's like, hey, dickhead, you would have been up 10 for 20 seconds. I think you're good. <laughs> I don't know. I have a – I have a, uh, at least he I have... was thinking. At least he was thinking at least. Like, he was thinking to try to be a team. But, no, I mean – our focus is going to be stop. You know, if we want to shift to the Browns a little bit, but I think we should try to get some Browns talk in for this week. Um, we got to stop the Browns. Actually, make, make make Baker beat us. Like yeah. literally, Jim Schwartz should be like, we're going to play eight nine in the box all day and let Baker beat us. And if he beats us, then we just suck because Baker don't beat many guys. They win when they run the ball on people, and that's supposed to be our best strength: our D line and stopping the run. So Howie's hundred and twenty million dollar D line. Let's see. Well, we couldn't stop a running quarterback. So yeah. Well, and uh, it was one of the podcasts I was listening to. They were talking about the the defense, and it was just like, all right, well, we don't need this guy. We don't need this guy. We don't need this guy. We'll just take this scrub that's never played well. That's only a nickel corner. He's an outside corner now. We don't need this guy. We don't need linebackers. You know, Bradham can't play. Um, what what's his face down in uh, Arizona? He can't play. None of these guys can, Hicks can't play. None of those guys can play. But you know what we do need to we need to spend like two hundred million dollars on the defensive line. And the problem is your your corners outside of Slay can't cover. You have one you have one safety, and you have no linebackers. And if your defensive line doesn't pitch a shutout for four quarters, you lose. That I mean that's the way it is. And then you look at our draft this year. And I know John hammers me for, you know, wanting um, instant gratification, but when, you know, we, we, we draft Rager got hurt, but he's shown some flashes hurts at this point is a gadget play, a a gadget player slash backup quarterback. Your third round quarter, your third round linebacker is a project that probably won't start for one to two more years. And every other guy on the, that they drafted can barely play on the practice or on the, uh, can barely play and get special team reps. Like we're a bad team and we're, we're a bad team. And those guys can't even get playing time over legitimately bad players. Well, I, th- I think that um, Bradley Kayvon Wallace I can't speak for Davion Taylor, but but Bradley was the one that did that terrible block in the back, and Kayvon Wallace actually made a nice tackle in special teams. So 
those guys, w- whether you can argue or not, they are they are playing. But I see your point about like, okay, maybe if you didn't get, I don't know, somebody in second or third round, maybe you got more of an impact player. I don't know. I I I kind of err to the the side of like you can't have hundred million dollar players in every position. Like mm-hmm. I I would love, and you guys heard me say this, linebacker. I would have loved Blake Martinez. I would have loved him. He's a leading tackler again this year. Like no I would shit, have loved one of them, but how he doesn't like linebackers. He hates. But them. We can't pay you know whatever Blake Martinez made or is making. We can't pay that because we have a corner that you just gave 80 million dollars to you know you have like you said you just gave malik jackson 50 or 30 million you gave javon hargraves a boatload of money you, you refined brandon graham you got fletcher so there's going to be a weak point at some point at some stage of that defense and of course right now it's safety and linebacker like those are your two weakest weakest spots now and- you could argue that, you know, the defensive line isn't isn't playing up to what they're being paid. I, I would agree with you there, but again, I would also argue that our quarterback isn't isn't playing to what he's getting paid either. And neither is, you know, well, Alshon Jeffrey got he, they're they're sort of easing him back in, but you know, I, I hope another week of him, you know, might be helpful. We'll see. I don't know. But and and here's the other thing with Alshon. Why are we even playing him? He's not going to be on this roster next year. Every snap that you take from from Fulgham or from Rager is is a lost snap on development of cheap players that we are going to have here long term and are going to help us hopefully win games next year. I I don't get at, at this point I'd have just been like Alshon just hang out at home man. We don't need you. Oh, that, that's and, not. That's not. I mean, he's a veteran player. He's not. He's not as bad as you're as you're making him out to be. No, but he's a good player. And while we're while we're talking about guys past their prime, you know, they, they talked about the offensive line, and um, Isaac isn't ready to go yet, which sucks. And then who was it? Herbig smashed a bunch of his fingers or whatever, and he couldn't go. Mm-hmm. So here's here's what I don't get. So they said. Doug said with a straight face that he dressed the five best five best linemen that he had. I I'm not a football savant by any stretch of the imagination, but I I bet a large amount of money that Jason Peters would be a better a better guard than Opeta was and have Melata on as tackle which would make the line much better. But Howie and Doug and Jeffrey and every other asshole in the front office must be terrified of this guy because we, whoa, we, we can't do anything to inconvenience Jason Peters after we gave him a ton of money to come back. Oh, we can't ask him to do what's best for the team. Oh, that'd be crazy. Like, come on, man. Fucking saddle up, man up and play guard. And let May and let Mylotta play tackle, and that line is better. It's a better line. I agree, Jesse. You're 100 right. 100 right. Uh, that's an accurate take, in my opinion. Like, I I, I don't want to see Peters out there when he's just a band aid for this year. Apparently, supposedly, when you can have a if your goal is to win now, 
then put your best players on the field. Yeah. So, like you said, and, 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 and if you want Carson to succeed, give him more than a half second to make a read. Because he's already half a moron reading a defense. Don't make it that much harder on him. Like, he can't read a defense. I'm telling you. Like, I am telling you, I am been convinced of it since 17. If his first read's not there, he has one more look, and then it's just boom. Uh, it, it, it's, it's like a fucking deer in headlights. Sack. Um, but it's, Sack fumble. Uh, like, Jesse's right, though. Like, not having Malata, Malata out there, Peter's on the outside, get burnt by guys I don't even know who are no name guys on the, on the Giants D line is just stupid. I mean, uh, Mike Peters played. Peters played a pretty good game. He didn't play bad. I'm saying, but the uh, the up uh, the middle rush, our guard play, our guard play was shit. And then Kelsey had to constantly overcompensate, and it just fucks up Kelsey's game. Like it just it like like I like and, you know, and I guess it, it, it kind of ties in the I guess the coaching aspect, but it just seems like this team's not making any or, right decisions. Or depth. What's that? Or depth. I mean, like again, you know. <laughs> Brandon Brooks gets a shit ton of money, gets hurt mm-hmm. again, and then what? Then you have to fill in a hole there. And then when that hole gets filled and that hole gets hurt, you're down to like your third stringers. But John, like, the, there's the, got to be some sort of, you know, not, not every third string lineman in the NFL is going to play perfect football. That, yeah, but but that, that's not what we're saying. That the guard in – Sunday afternoon's game was the reason why we lost the football game. I think that Jason Peters is a Hall of Famer, Pro Bowl left tackle. He should play his position. Jason Peters was brought back this year to play guard. He was not brought back to play tackle. But, but there was an injury, and he moved then to back to his original position. Yes, and the best thing for this team would have been for him to swallow his pride and play guard. I don't think it's a swallowing of a pride thing. But like, you really think that a guy who's been in the league for 13 years and been on this team for eons is like, no guys get fucked. I'm going to play like, I'm not going to help the team. I don't think that's the case. Why? He why? Basically, would all the he basically held out. Until he got his contract according done before he was going to show up and play. According to who? Okay, John. Uh, so according to who? So according to more- the beat writers in Philadelphia? We who- can't reveal our sources, John. That's come on, part of come our on, man. Come on. Why? Then, then why did they give not, him more money? Let's not pontificate and, 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 and throw judgment on a guy who's been on this team for nine, ten years Long, probably longer, and as a Hall of Famer. You, you, I mean, if they asked Jason Kelsey to play guard, you don't think he would? I would. Yeah, I mean, would. To save him from snapping the ball into the ground 13 times. Or anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Christ the <laughs> Playing golf over here. I, I just, Jason goes up here, dickhead. Can, can you give the guy a little bit of the benefit of the doubt? Like, come on. All I'm saying is Jason Peters at guard – would have been a, a much big, a much more um, improved line over Opata. That's all I'm saying. Well, they obviously feel that Mylotta can't play inside. So if he can't play inside, why would you dress a guy who can't play inside? You might as well dress a guy who can play inside and outside, right? 
that that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, you you say, hey, Jason, I need you in a guard today. My lot is taking your snaps to tackle. Done. What's the difference for linemen? I, I mean, I could see, like, I don't know, for, like, basketball, like, if you're a two-guard or, and they're like, I'm going to put you at the four, yeah. kind of just wing the wing. Let's see if you're a power forward and they're asking you to bring the ball up. Yeah, shit but. like that. Like, but if a guard, I mean, tackle going over one, literally one spot over. <laughs> like... And if you guys showed me, like, four sacks that Jason Peters gave up, I'd be like, okay. But, like, again, he, he, Opeta stepped on Wentz's foot once, according to the, 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 the guys on the, on the broadcast. I didn't actually see it, but according to that, that happened, fine. Okay. But, like, other than that, like, he didn't play a bad game. So I'm like, He let a ton of, of free rushers through. He let a ton, of, a ton of guys through. He was getting beat like a drum. There it is. I could drum, John. Like, okay. I'm just sitting over here. Just, <laughs> okay. I'm sitting over here imagining what if Jesse, what if Jason Peters walked into Jesse's house and Jesse like right behind him, right now, I had to tell him like, dude, man. you need to sack up. But like, he's fine with doing it to other guys on the team, but apparently nobody can do it to him. Who? Jason Peters? When when Peters went up to um our kicker and was like, no more fucking misses. Okay. And then he doesn't miss another kick the rest of the year. So, like, he can apparently call guys out when they're fucking up. Well, at least someone's coaching the guys on the hey, sideline. Hey, pickle dick. Hey, but, pickle dick. Get over here. But nobody... <laughs> But nobody can come up to him and be like, dude, we, we need you to take one for the team here. We we do. Like, you can't tell me that that Mylotta has played hasn't played great at tackle, but he hasn't played bad. So I'd I'd rather have Peters at guard and Mylotta at tackle and fortify the left side of the line. I mean, that's maybe, just me. Maybe Carson feels more comfortable with Jason there. He might. I mean, you know, I mean it's it's, it's the left side, it's his blind side, basically. So, you know, I mean, you know, it's like you got to have a lot of trust there. And what if, like, they try to have the, they, they try to have that talk every, like, Thursday? And Jason's got the big old cornrows and gold teeth. And like, what up, coach? Doug's like, we got to talk, Jay. And he's like, yo, I ain't playing guard this week, Doug. Good talk, Jay. Have a good one. Yeah. <laughs> have a good one. Yeah. <laughs> have a good one. <laughs> tell the family I, mean, I said, tell the family I said hi, all right? I mean, he is a large Doug. human. All right. Have a good so, week there, Jay. And, and, like, John's right. Like, he's a Hall of Famer, and he's been a great Eagle. But, like, right now, I don't know. But – and it's it's just – That's for the team is to cover Carson's blind side, and you want your best left tackle – excuse me. Yes, left tackle to, to, to be on his blind side. I mean, you know would you, you rather have, have Carson blow another knee out because he left tackle is uh, – you know, if Jordan Mailata let a guy by and fucking Carson Wentz's other knee exploded, you'd be fucking want to shoot him in the face. Yeah, but you don't care because you want you want Wentz out anyway. I never said I wanted the guy hurt. Yeah, not like that. We're benched and embarrassed. We wouldn't want I, him to get I would back. prefer him to be benched. Yes, I think he needs to be benched. We want him shamed. Opinion. Shamed for all to see. If you watch the nine games that I've watched, other than me, you could argue maybe one game one-and-a-half games, he's been an inconsistent player. And if a coach wants to make a move to maybe just, like, sit him down for, I don't know, 
a game, show him the sidelines, show him maybe what he's missing. Maybe that's a little bit of coaching. I I think I said that one of the last uh, podcasts we said, maybe it's just to take a seat and watch for for a game. And if you're going to take it as, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to cry and be a little bitch about it, then get the fuck out of here. Like we've shown you 130 million reasons. You can sit with one game check and hold a clipboard and maybe see what you're missing. Slow, maybe the game slows down for you. I don't know. Something. Or maybe you can go out in the cornfield and throw a football through the tire that you have out there and maybe actually aim for the tire and not the, the, the grass. That would be helpful. Yeah, Carson. Yeah, or the tree branch that it's tied to. Exactly. Carson, give me some little – you're on the bench this week. Give me some – Give me some oatmeal pies. You sit on the bench. So, bringing it back to the Browns again, we haven't lost to them since ni- '94. Oh, it's coming, baby. <laughs> I think we're. I think we're due, right? Don't guarantee you. Are we due for? Are we due for another? Are we due for an L? I forgot. I'm gonna punch you in the throat yeah. if you do that. If you do that crap yeah. fight, John. Yeah. Punch you, Jameis Winston style. Eat that oh my w. God, punch you. Eat that W. Ah. Ah, he's, he is like literally, he's literally the only guy in the NFL quarterback-wise who's harder to root for than Carson. Like those two are like the most unlikable guys to root for in all of NFL. I can't root for Aaron Rodgers. I can't root for Aaron Rodgers. Now, I, I appreciate his greatness. I can like step back and appreciate how good he is. He's a shitbag. But he's a good, but, great quarterback. Like Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Why is he a shipping? Well, would you? Would, okay, you can appreciate his greatness. Like, like not a teammate kind of guy. You, you can appreciate his greatness, but like, does that mean you have to root for him though? Well, no. I, I mean, I don't necessarily root for him. I just like I can watch him and enjoy him. Like I don't get like annoyed by him. Like I think he's a really good quarterback. Uh, John, he's not a team guy. Like he's a piece of shit, dude. Yeah. You don't think he's a good guy? Like that's one reason. Yeah, there's well, a reason they they yeah. underachieve. He's not a leader. John, he's cut his entire family out of his life. Like, he's—I well, don't care about that. I, I I care more about winning football games. Yeah, no, I agree. But I he's—I don't think he's. I, I could he give has, a uh, personal life. That's not I, I could give a shit less about your personal life. I don't give a shit about that either. Bang bang hookers all day long. Who gives yeah. a shit? I mean, yeah. if, you, if you're winning football games and going to the playoffs and going to Super Bowls, okay, fine. But like, if you're if you're Showing up on Sunday and and being a, a a dingle, and then you know, then your off the field stuff starts to become more uh, loud and obnoxious. Then yeah, I'm going to get on you. I don't see well, I other other than discount double check. I don't know what else uh, he's got going on in his life. Speaking of off the field issues, it looks like Antonio Brown may have almost escaped another like oh my god crazy episode of. Uh, I don't, of, know if living, I don't know if living in Tom Brady's house is the best idea. No. Because <laughs> you know he's going to sleep in the bedroom with Giselle. Tom's like, Antonio, get the fuck out. Oh, that's my kinda God. Like, need to come in for something. Uh, yeah, that's kind of like, that. that's, that's like, you know, everyone has had, like, the crazy friend or the crazy family member that needed help. And it's kind of like, well, we we know he's got a good intention and good, but we, you know, but he but he flies off the handle every now and again. Like that's kind of like, that's kind of like Antonio Brown living in in Tom Brady's house right now. You, you come know? home and all your electronics are missing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, thanks, Antonio. 
Appreciate that. Or they're or they're broken or they're thrown out the window for some yeah. strange reason. They're floating in the pool. I took the jet ski ride. Sorry. I don't know where they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Or, I, or, or he sells a bunch of shit because he just needs money. Yeah. I, he got I, don't know, money. I look at that I look at that team and, and I kind of like it gives me that those dream team vibes, but um I don't know, we'll 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 it'll be interesting to see in the now with now with Breeze being hurt and you know Russell West I'm sorry, Russell Wilson kind of looking a little shaky. I mean it's kind of green based. Well, no, no, know what happened there? It's simple. I mean like like that should be <coughs> he has me. so much pressure to perform because well, see, they know that their defense is a reminder that you can't ha- you can't win in the NFL no matter how good you are at having an imbalanced team. They've yep. run they've run the ball sixty seven percent of the time the last four weeks. Look what happens. They're literally one in three the last four games. You can't throw the ball fifty times and run it eighteen and win games in the NFL. You just can't because you and have your defense on the field way too suspect. much. And I mean. It's. I mean, and they even have the best receiver in the NFL, arguably, on their team, as well. So it's. Megatron, mini Megatron. It's a reminder that balance has to be there, and and especially when you have a shitty defense like them, and apparently like us, it's like keep them off the field, run the ball. Like that's you know that's what Gruden threw him to Raiders. People are like you know you know all over them now. He runs the ball because he has defense can't stop guys a lot of times. So how do you win? Kill the clock. Score touchdowns and win the game 23, 21 to 17. It's ugly, but it's a win. Just win, baby. How is Steelers, Earl Thomas Steelers football? Still a free agent. Because he's a head case now, and then I want to touch him. Speaking of free agents, so there's no there's pretty much no hope for James Harden. Uh, it's gone. Forget I don't want I, I don't want, I hate the Sixers. They're dead to me. Wow. I mean, but do you think that the, that Maury's going to have to make some s- sort of splash? I mean, do you do you see anything happening? I'll get rid of Horford now and draft night, or you know, I mean, draft night's tomorrow. So, like, do you just see them staying at twenty-one and picking the best available? Hopefully, it's a sharpshooter, <laughs> you know, at the very least. But where do you Hopefully see them? Ball. What's up? Hopefully, it's Lamelo Ball. Lamelo yeah. Ball. Yes. Hopefully we make a deal. Package the picks and, like, our whole starting five to move up to number one. <laughs> he's not that good. He yeah. is. He's better than his brother, but he's not that good. I'm telling you. I watched this kid play. He don't, he don't do anything for me. I don't I don't know what the situation with this kid is. I feel like I really, this is, like, one of the least sexy sexiest drafts that I can remember for, oh, for, any, for any sport. Well, like, I mean, this, this draft is just a dumb yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, no college basketball this season. That hurt. That's yeah. true. I, I did read that um, they're thinking March Madness in Indy. Yeah, for a uh, bubble. For a bubble. For a bubble, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Matt, to your point, like, there hasn't been any college basketball games. Like, and I think that's why we don't know much about all these players. Like, Yeah, we don't know any of their names. We don't have any highlight, real, like, like li- very limited highlights. I mean – like right now, we would have been watching like tournament highlights, you know. Mm-hmm. It'll be telling the first three picks. I think, Bill, to your point about Lamelo, if he if he passes three, 
Like if the Warriors don't take him, I think Steve Kerr is a pretty good job of talent, obviously. Um, but they they already have two of two of him, basically. Yeah. Um, I agree, but with Steph and Clay already in the backcourt, it's just not a good fit. But again, if you're yeah. right, if Kerr thinks he's a talent that you can't pass up on, you you make it work. You put right. Clay at the three, and now you put Steph and Lamelo in the backcourt. Or you make a move for somebody with that pick, you know. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, I'm seeing mocks where I'm seeing mocks where he falls to three. Well, that's then, that's their that's their leverage with the the, the uh, Bucks because the Bucks would take Lamelo basically if Giannis is like I'm out, trade me to the Warriors, and you and they would get Lamelo and their best case scenario. But they wouldn't have done that move today if they didn't think Giannis was going to either. Well, step. I read I read that Giannis is still in Sweden and he's happy about it. But like he's not committed to the team. I mean, he's, he he has, I mean he'll be a buck this year if he. I mean he's not going to hold out. But it, if he doesn't sign an extension, the he, the team asked him to basically if you're not going to sign, don't screw us. Let us trade you to get something. So and I don't think he would screw that team. But Drew Holiday is a good ad. But Giannis Giannis is is Ben Simmons. Like he's not going to lead a team. Like he needs to be the second best player. Like and that's what the reality is. For as good a player he is. He can't win playoff basketball because he can't shoot for shit. I don't care. He hits a couple threes here and there, and he'll take them. He don't shoot. Nah, he's a downhill. He's a downhill, a down court guy. He's a more aggressive, better, bigger Ben Simmons, basically. But you know, with a shittier handle overall, not shittier, but Ben's a better hand, has better like, handle. But he'll never win a championship as the best player on his team. That's a hundred percent fucking fact. He has to be the second or second or third best player because he's not. Uh, give me the ball, clear out in half court. I'm going to win the game. He's not that because he, he, he's Ben. It's like when you have him, you just guard up on him. But the problem is he goes by you and he's so goddamn strong. You can't stop him in the paint. But, I, don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that I think that he, he doesn't have to be the best player, but there can be other guys around him that, that play better. I don't think Chris Middleton is that good. He's not. That's what I'm saying. Like the Bucs um, won't win. Like he can't win with the Bucs. Like, even with Drew Holiday and Bogdanovich, they're not going to beat the Nets if they get hardened. They're not. I mean, even if they don't get hardened, I don't know if they beat the Nets or, or the Heat, honestly. The Heat are built to just destroy teams in the playoffs. And if they do get out of the East, they're not beating LeBron. They're not going to beat Kawhi. They're not going to beat Denver. They're out of the West. Like, I, I think Giannis has to go to a team where he's with a Stephen Clay or he's with a hard – like, he has another superstar that can be the scorer with him. And they can have a Batman and Robin because – the last two years with Milwaukee, he couldn't get past the Celtics, and then he couldn't get past the Heat. Teams that do what? Play half-court defense. That's so let me ask you this question. Based on what the Sixers have currently right now on this roster, do you think that they need the they, they need that one more piece, or do you think the Sixers, they have enough? The Sixers need one. They need Two pieces. They need a starting true shooter for the starting five and a shooter off the bench. They need two more shooters, and I think we could beat any team in the East. I okay. just how we are now. Even with Al and Toby, we need another J.J. Redick, and whether that's a rookie we draft, and then we need to sign a guy like a Corver or somebody for the bench that can come in and pop a couple threes. We get shooting our size and defense – we are a nightmare. Like it's just we don't we 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 don't got to shoot. <laughs> That's just a fucked up thing. The but, only thing I would say we would need to add to that is just an insurance policy for Joel because you know oh, he's yeah, not, not sure. playing. 
you know, he's not playing a full season and we're going to sit him, you know, right before playoffs. Be, and, how that's would, Alan, you, we keep Alan. would you rather have Joel, James Harden, and Tobias? Or would you rather have Joel, Ben Simmons, and Tobias? Oh, James Harden, Joel. James Harden. Okay. Those so two together, James and Joel. Okay. Those two and together. Then you, and, and then you pick up a sharpshooter off the bench. I mean, James Harden can hit James Harden can hit if hit hit shots from the parking lot. Yeah. If you I had mean, James Harden and Joel, Joel was average thirty five a game because you can you have to you have to have a box and one on Harden. And that means you cannot double team jo- Joel. And he should would literally if he played like a man and Doc coached it right, Joel would live in the paint and literally become Shaq. Because the Rockets right now are obviously blowing it up, right? Oh, yeah, they have to. They're yeah. blowing it up. Right. So there's no reason why you couldn't make a move for him based no, on what you have on your roster. He can, but, but – and, and I would do it as much as I love him, and I really do love Ben as a player, not as a person, but – I I'm the, I I don't think there's any way the Rockets would give up hard, and no matter what we say, when we got Joel and Ben sitting right there, there's like a zero percent chance. And right. I'm okay with right. Ben. So Ben Ben would be the odd man out. I would give Ben up. Done. Done. I I would say Ben. I nothing personal, my man. I I know you don't want to really be here probably anymore anyway. If there's if this deal ends, our windows now. Let's win it fucking now. LeBron's vulnerable. Kawhi and I was obviously vulnerable with, with the Clippers. Like I, I'm not sold on KD coming back 100. I think he's gonna be a shell of himself a little bit. I think Kyrie's on the downhill of his career with injuries. I think our biggest competition is the Raptors and the Heat. If we would get hard, those are two teams that would be like fuck. We got to get through those two teams because the Raptors just play good coach. Kyrie is so underrated still. Siakam solid, Gasol solid, Van Fleet solid. They're a tough out. And then the Heat just. I think the big three of Harden, Joel, and Ben would, of course, harken back to the um, Ben, Jimmy Butler, Joel thing. But I feel like exactly right, but I feel like the Rockets are going to want something of superstar value, whether we argue whether Ben's a superstar, but of value back for him. Like, because I think like Tobias and Allen picks, or even Tobias, Allen, other, other pieces, like, when you look at what um, CP3 got or what, what the o- Oklahoma City Thunder got for CP3, you're like, oh, okay, it was like a lot of guys. You know what I mean? Like the Pel- yeah. what the Pelicans got for, you know, Drew Holiday, it's a lot of guys. Like B- James Harden is better than CP3. candidate for MVP the last four years. That's a fact. Yeah, I mean, like, he candidate. And then, and then you got to pay him too, which I'm fine with he's, that. He's arguably the best offensive weapon in the NBA. He's a bigger left-handed version of Allen Iverson. The game's not similar, but they play. Just give me the ball, and you got to kind of work off of me on offense. But I'm going to get you 35 a night, so we're going to win a lot of games. And he doesn't really take bad shots, though. That's the difference with Tim and Jim and, and Allen. I'm going to throw. I'm going to throw a, a total wrench here. Well, maybe, maybe not, but. I think at this point in their careers, I think James Harden is a more valuable offensive weapon than even LeBron James. I think offensively, ooh, yes. I think LeBron, LeBron James is 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 a, the better complete player. 
But if you were just talking about pure offense, James Harden is is the guy. That's not even close. I mean, LeBron, LeBron not close to James Harden. You also don't want, for, for me, from a from a basketball perspective, I don't want James Harden to come down and shoot the ball 40 times. If he makes it 40 times, I don't give a shit. I don't want it on this team. Unless, I mean, this guy this guy makes it from the parking lot, like I said. I mean, yeah, that's he fine. gets hot. It's like, you know. That's fine if you don't have if you if you get rid of Ben and you don't have any other scores, but if you well, yeah, that's what it would be, it would you're be well, and then Toby's the third option. No, but we would still need a we would still need a sharp shooting option off the bat. I, I think we would draft them. Hopefully, we would draft that kid at twenty or twenty one. Maybe we can develop, sign somebody like uh, CJ Miles I, or somebody like a veteran guy that could hit threes. I but, kind of feel like getting rid of Joel is the better move to get James Harden here because to Matt's earlier point and what I've been saying, y- you can always get a center, you know, a, 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 a guy a that serviceable big like, yeah, uh, a bodied guy who can, who can, you know, he doesn't need to play, you know, 60 minutes a game, but you know, he's there to, to grab rebounds. You know what I mean? So, so you're, so you're, 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 you're more in the camp of Ben Simmons, James Harden, Tobias Harris, Brooke Lopez, something like that, something like that. And like, and maybe, maybe, you know, maybe Al Horford stays, and maybe Al Horford's your center. I don't know. I don't love it, but I just feel like, you know, or, look at. Look at Joel center Embiid. off the bench. Is, I don't know Joel, if he would do that, but is, is Joel Embiid going to be healthy or be in this league in the next five years? Five? Yeah, three. Maybe three. Yes, five. Maybe. I mean, no, not be in it, but he could be starting to get that injury tag and yeah. not really a franchise player who's seen as more of a hey, whatever off the bench can get you fifteen here if he's healthy that night. But I think he still has, in my opinion, three to four more MVP kind of years. And that's where I, I see, think I honestly see Joel and B being Dwight Howard without the comeback that Dwight Howard okay. has has given. Yeah, has had. more skilled. Like Dwight was only ever a dunker. I mean, Dwight wasn't like a skilled player like Joel. Yeah, um, no, but I'm but what I'm saying he, is like he was he was a legit dominant force down low for a limited only, but only a limited number of years, and then and then you know, and then he had issues. He had locker room issues. He had off the court issues, but you know he was able to put. He's able to put together a nice little comeback for himself. And I never thought I'd say this, but I kind of I kind of feel, you know, I, I I like I like that. I I I'm kind of kind of happy for the guy. Like I like to see that. that. You know? And he didn't do that, Matt, riding the bench either. He actually contributed, which is nice. Yeah, to say. He, yeah. And you know what? And he he put his he put his pride, you know, he sat his pride away. He 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 tucked his ego away, and and he did what LeBron and James told him to do. Yeah, I mean, he basically pulled the Iguodala. I'll I'll do what you want me to do, coach. He was a role player, and was very good at that role. Whatever whatever role he was asked to do, he. He he gave it everything, and now he's got a ring. If so. you were to go back to two years ago when we made the trade for Jimmy Butler, 
and and knowing basically what we did there, if 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 Jimmy was available, which he was, and also James Harden, you guys would have you guys agree you you would have went out after James Harden over Jimmy Butler, right? It's a tough one. Because I, I, mean, I, I guess it's like, now, like, it's I like not, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to like put myself like in the position of not knowing what I know now, you know, <laughs> it's, I know it's a shitty thing to like, play Monday morning basketball coach yeah. and that, like I, I'm excited for doc to see what doc can do with the guys we have. Cause it's yep. kind of like, Oh, if, if, if doc can do it with the guys we have, then we obviously to Jesse's point know like that it was the coach's problem. You know what yeah. I mean? But, well, but I feel like if, if James Harden is available, which he obviously is, yep. you got it. Like you learn your lesson with Jimmy, like, Go go do what you have to do, and you have guys in there now. You have Daryl Morey, you have um, um, Elton Brand working with him. You ha- you hope that Josh Harris is on board again with 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 bringing more talent here and wanting to pay another guy. Like Here's you a question. Have to make it make a move and, and see what you can do. Here's a question: well, two things. We hired Jameer Nelson as a scout. That's cool. Um, uh, <laughs> Point guard. The Spurs are trying. The Spurs are going to blow it up. Would you try to make a deal for Demar Derozan? Play Ben, 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 Joel, and Demar Derozan wouldn't be a bad three because he's a shooter. He'll shoot. Yeah, he scores and he don't get I'd, hurt. And he I'd rather have Kyle Lowry. I I guess I'd be okay with Kyle, but I feel like if we keep Ben, Demar would be a better fit because he could play the two. Like he's a straight two guard. But now you can let Ben play the point again, like he wants, and you got the more willing shooter. Again, I'm you know I'm not pushing that, but I see I all think ready to blow it up, fielding offers for their big three, Patty Mills, who we're linked to as well. Darren Morey yeah. likes I saw in a thing, I, and I would take Patty Mills on a fucking heartbeat on this team. Fucking guy shoots like he's actually what we need off the bench. If he would be willing to come off the bench, a guy that'll come in, run the point. And he'll shoot and give you like 10, 12 points in a quarter, like bang, bang, bang. Like that's what we're looking for, man. Like something like that off the bench. If, like you, could get, if you could get DeMar DeRozan for not like – It would be like a Kobe trade I think for him. Like 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 we ain't giving up Ben or Joel for him for sure. No, no, but no, if yeah. you get rid of like Kobe or for Al. him. Kobe, would, Rich, Kobe and Richardson. Yeah, like I would, I would think DeMar would be a really good fit on this team for scoring plays hard defends and he would be that second scorer with Joel because then that and that's a good thing I you know that's why I would think Jamie would want to come here and I you know I'm not, I'm not saying he doesn't want to but be perfect with Ben and Joel because Ben doesn't want to fucking shoot obviously it's not a mystery so James and Joel can get all the shots they want so there's no beef like there's plenty of shots for them it's not like Ben's like oh I need my shots it makes Ben feel better that he don't got to worry about shooting it lets him kind of just flow more. And then you got Jay Rich, you know, on the team still maybe, I guess, and defending or whoever. Um, you know, if you put – actually, I probably would – I'd rather have Thibel starting at that point playing the three. I think he's not smart. Well, I'm, I, I, I kind of feel he, he would get traded, though, because he's a he's, – he's, every NBA team loves this kid already. So I think I think he probably would have to go in the package if we got if somebody. Be here. If Ben doesn't want to be here in two or three years, I'm, I'm – 
I'm okay with getting rid of him too. Why? Well, I, I think I, I think that's the reality. I think I, I I don't think there's any way he signs another contract with us. I think this extension he signed is it. Right. I, I, I think that's. I think and that's, we, that's why I'm like, okay, if if I keep reading like Rockets aren't gonna aren't gonna pick up the phone if, even if Ben is in if if Ben is in the deal has to be included. Like that's like step one. You go back to what I just said about the Jimmy Butler deal, and like. Like you don't want to miss out on another bona fide to Matt's point superstar. Great, might arguably be the best offensive player in the league. Like, why not go after him? You know what I mean? No, and and, and that's true too. And but the other thing is too is having a coach like Doc that maybe can really get through to Ben. Like, cause, I mean, I, I was reading about that too today from Mark Stein or somebody that like one of the reasons the Sixers were all about. Doc is obviously his, his credentials, but like Doc has like a game plan potentially for Ben and Joe, and like they want to see it because these guys are 24 and 26, and this is just about when these guys in the NBA start becoming dominant between 25 and 28 are like the dominant years usually when you ascend. So it's like giving away that when when you haven't you know like 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 to you know to, to Jesse's point with Doug and everything. Well, we decided it's the coaching with these guys, not the players. Let the players play with the coach we wanted to play with now, and Doc. And, it, it, you know, so I guess to your to Matt's point earlier, I could go into this season feeling confident, but we have to get a shoot, like a legitimate shooting guard for this team to start, and then another bench piece or two, like for sure. I really, I really wanted CP3 so bad. So I want Buddy Heald, honestly. I think Buddy would have been fucking perfect on this team. But Ben, Buddy just Buddy's got no Buddy's like reminds me of he's like, like us. He'll shoot three air balls in a row. It doesn't stop him one bit. <laughs> going right up. Like, and that's what I want in a shooter, dude. Only like, three what, air balls in a row? Hey, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, I I don't want a guy like, oh no, it's like, no, fucking dude, I got no memory. I'm open. I don't care if I'm open. I'm fucking ringing this bitch. Like it's, hey, hey John, you can get your guy Carmelo. He's out there. Uh, I would absolutely want him for a bench I piece. Would actually, I, would actually, I, would actually, I would actually take him with Doc as our coach. Doc can handle his personality. I 100% also feel like this team needs to build more pieces into their bench. Our bench stinks right now. And NBA teams have deep benches. Kyle Korver's he, out he there. He demanded to be a starter in Portland. Like He demanded it to sign with them. Like that was one of his stipulations. He, he, he said he would not come off the bench, and so they agreed when they signed. So it's like, but if he would agree to be off our bench with Doc as our coach, I would totally let Camelo be on the team for the bench because he Doc ain't gonna eat his shit. Doc well, then, tell him, Doc, I mean, he also could go to the Lakers too. Now he He's could or stay in Portland because he likes it up there. And I mean, you know, they just got what's their nuts. Portland just got I mean, made a move too. Um, they got somebody. They Fuck. moved Rodney Hood, I think, didn't they? No, but they got they brought somebody in too. Uh, shit. uh they got a reason. Yeah. Uh, and Ke- Ke- they gave Ke- up Ke- a No, they Roko for a reason. Roko, that's right, that's right. And Kelly Oubre got moved too. Yeah, well, yeah, because he was on the Sun. That was part of the CP3 trade. Yeah. That was him and Rubio. I'm really surprised of the the CP3 to Phoenix move. I know it tries to keep Devin Booker happy, but that's a really odd pairing of players. I think yeah, I agree. I agree that he wasn't thrilled. 
Because he likes the ball in his hands, too. I just think CP3 just didn't – I never saw him coming out to – coming east. He's always been in the west. I think he's just the west – he's a western conference guy. Yeah, I agree. Some interesting names in it on this free agency list, though. ES, uh, ESP insiders say claim that uh, Bobby Mars claims that the Sixers, Knicks, and Nets are the three teams most likely to trade out of the first round. <laughs> so there you go. There are more has made a draft pick in the first round since 2015. So what? So what do you think that says? They're looking That's to it. we package that pick with Al or Toby or somebody. Yep, for, and we're. For for somebody, whether it's Harden or a Demar Derozan or yeah. Bradley Beal, something's like something's cooking. Something. Something's cooking. It is, and I because I'm telling you, this draft, this draft, there's nothing like we. To John's point, we did, haven't had a season, a college season. We don't, we don't have a lot of tape on these kids, you know. Yeah, and I mean, and it sucks for them because it's like they can't show off their talent. But I mean, yeah, no, I, I definitely, uh, I, I don't think Daryl's sitting on his hand. I, I, you know, from what I read before, is he wants to get a feel of the organization, like he wants to get the feel of the team. You know, it's like yep. before you just start trading guys. And, and, shit, and so. I don't know. I'm not for nothing. I think if you if you leave the Rockets and 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 take a take another job in less than 24 hours, you're you're going. That tells me that. You're in win mode now yourself. Oh, no. They've already said it. Like, he's made it clear that this isn't build a team. Like, this is win now, whether that's with Joel and Ben to build around them, blow them up. Like, he knows that LeBron is slipping, and this is the window. Like, there's blood in the water. And there's legitimately seven or eight teams that can win the championship this year if they stay healthy, in my opinion, legitimately. Who? I mean, LeBron's in the top. I think the Lakers can win, Clippers can win, Nuggets can win, the Jazz can win, Heat can win, Raptors can win, the Nets can win. What's what's that? I mean, I don't know why Warriors wouldn't be the second team. Or no, I'm not. They're not in a row. I'm saying, and then I was going to say the Warriors were the eight team. There's eight teams I really feel could win this. I'm probably not the Jazz yet. I'd pull the Jazz out. Yeah, I don't think the Jazz are there. The Nuggets have a chance. I'm telling you, Nuggets are going to get one year older. They're going to make moves. I, there's legitimately – I mean, they gave the Lakers every, everything they could handle. <laughs> the Lakers did not want to see them. Yeah, that was a tough series for the Lakers. And Donovan Mitchell for Ben Smith. <laughs> Those two can't play on the same team. They're a well-coached team, too. The question is, Quinn Snyder. You know Quinn Snyder's – Quinn Snyder is, is Coach K's, like, first disciple. Like, that was Coach K's first – guy that broke free he coached missouri for a lot of years but quinn snyder has been his right hand man for team usa basketball up until recently when he retired quinn snyder is one of the one of like the most underrated minds in basketball he's he's, he's been out in utah for five years building that franchise up and getting good players and he, no he's right he's fantastic coach he coaches fantastic. shit out of those kids man he does and I think you're right i think you're right bill i think I think they're going to be a sleeper team in the West that a lot of people don't necessarily see coming. 
for the next couple of years because they're so young. And but you know, all it takes is a couple moves in the NBA, and, and you got your put up fifty in a game. I mean, Donovan yeah. can put up fifty any game, and that wins yeah. in the playoffs, dude. I mean, they had seven with the Nuggets, and that I mean, they should have beat the Nuggets. I mean, Nuggets. I mean, the Nuggets tried to give them the series, and they, and they both kind of just choked in Game Seven. But that, I mean, that was a great Joker, fight. And the Joker is just sneaky good. I mean, he's just he's a problem. He oh, is. That with Murray, and then you know, and then you know, and then, but then they got role players, so they got their two stars in Murray and Jokic, yep. and then they got pieces that fit well around them. And exactly. that's a good team too. So, yep. Yep. The, that being said, you know the draft's on what draft tomorrow, isn't it? Draft's tomorrow, so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what the John. I, I think you stepped away when Bill was. I don't know if you heard. Um, Bill g- dropped us uh, some breaking news with ESPN insiders saying that the Sixers are one of one, what one of three teams to Sixers, to trade next. out of the to, to trade out of the first round. That, that there's a lot of chatter that they won't be taking a pick in the first round, that they're going to move that pick in a package they're with gonna something. They're going to move that pick in, the, in, in some sort so of package. Probably, that, that tells me they already have something in, in principle, then. Yeah. I think they do. I think they deal with some guys. Like Daryl Morey is arguably, without a doubt, one of the top three top executives in the NBA, like top three, hands down. I mean, there's not even question from people. And a guy like that doesn't come over here without a plan. Like, this guy's got something in motion. Like he eats, eats and shits basketball. Yep. <laughs> so, like, he's he's what this town needs. Like, like he's the kind of guy that I feel like I tell Josh get the fuck out of my office. I'm busy. I think like, he's Josh the right kind of guy in, in the coming in at the right time. Right. I mean, it is. Like, look like, at the look at all the hype here. we had, and then the big well, one of the biggest letdowns that I can think of in in Sixers history, recent history. It's like this is just what. That franchise needs that shot in the arm, that adrenaline shot, you know. And then the match it from the front office. You got Doc on the sideline. Yep, a championship coach. That if a player wants to talk shit, they can't be like "fuck you, Brett." You say "fuck you" to Doc. It's it's on. Like it's it's like what motherfucker? I got a chip. I coach KG, a, a top fifty player. I coach uh, Ray Allen, PG. Yep. Now, I mean, you name it. I've coached. I don't want to hear. Maybe Paul Pierce. That's what I'm saying. I love the truth, baby. Should have been yep. a Sixer. Thanks, Larry Brown. Thanks, Larry Brown, you fucking asshole. Promising Larry Hughes. <laughs> Here we go. Fucking shit, bag. So, Jesse, do do we have a cigar to review tonight? Do we have a cigar to review? Why, Matt? Yes. Yes, we do. It's going to be tough to follow up the hippie cigar. I'll tell you that. <laughs> So this week we're going to be reviewing a Drew Estate Undercrown Maduro Corona. That's a mouthful. Wow! So it's a smaller cigar. Uh, the one I had was a four. It was a four incher with a forty-four ring gauge. So it's it's a gr- it's a good smoke for um, about an hour, a little over an hour. It's nice to sometimes have have stuff like that. That's not an hour and a half, hour and forty five minutes, two hours. Wow, so that's a long time. I don't know if I can handle that for an hour. Two hours smoke. Well, I mean, you sit outside, you listen to music, you drink a, you drink some bourbon, some whiskeys. Yeah, like you're not that's smoking true. it the entire time. That no, you're true. You're, no, you're right. You're holding it and you're kind of just shooting the breeze. 
Yeah, so um, the the it starts with um, a lot of wood and like a black pepper, and um, I already like it. It's got pepper. It's got pepper. It's already a Jesse cigar. The um, it mellows out a little bit, and you get more earth and um, like a, a chocolate note comes through it in the second third. And then the the final third, it the uh, pepper and spice starts to come back, and you start to get more of a like a leather characteristic to it, and um, it's kind of like a medium medium full, so it's not going to tune you up too bad, um, not going to burn you, not going to burn your burn your throat or your 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 nose or anything. It it was a it was a really good smoke. Um, and the label's beautiful. It's like a deep, uh, deep teal, almost like um, a navy with um, some gold foil on it, with a um, like some sort of like, and like um, looks like it belongs on like a coat of arms, like some sort of like lion or something with a, a crown underneath of them. Really nice. neat, really neat logo. Um, but yeah, Drew Estates, Undercrown. Maduro Corona, so it's a it was a very good smoke. Is it easy to find around uh, here? What's the price not, point on it? Um, they're 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 not super expensive. Um, you can get them for un, well under ten bucks. Nice. So yeah, Drew Estate makes um, and, and if you go Petite Corona, they're even cheaper. You might be able to get one of them. Like four or five bucks. Uh-oh. I'm just gonna fill some time. <laughs> Brought to you by Xfinity. Xfinity. Xfinity for We've premium internet been, connection. You can rely on. Right, I've been calling those assholes <laughs> uh, for weeks. So we we've had five texts come out. They redid the entire drop from the pole to the house, into the house, to the to the modem and everything. And it's not getting any better. So they're like, oh, it's probably the line outside. Like, okay, so when's that going to get fixed? Oh, well, since you technically have service, it's not a priority. It's like, no, no, that's not cool. Huh. So, yeah. What if you pay $8 more a month? We'll fix it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, did, like did one of them, and then one of them got some interference somewhere coming in somewhere through the backyard. There's some sort of like signal blockage. It might, I think it's the drone that's still stuck up in the tree, Jesse. It might be interfering with your internet signal. It's and it's still up there, by the way. <laughs> wow, really? The hundred oh, mile yeah. an hour winds that we just had like didn't yeah. blow it out of the tree. Nope. Oh no, a, a, in the spring. I was gonna say a bird probably nested in it. <clears throat> oh yeah, they no, they, they Matt, there was no probably. They absolutely did. I would. So I was a bird. Yeah, that drone. That drone will never come down. Well, this was a decent sixtieth uh, episode. I wish that we had a little bit more to be uh, upbeat about in the front end, but you know what? We got a lot of uh, promising 
possibilities for, with uh, the 10, 9, 8, 76ers. And, 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 hey, our Philadelphia Union, baby. Go Union. Go Union. Jim Curtin's, they, uh, coach, Jim Curtin's coach of the year. Andre Blake is a goalkeeper of the year. I mean, big things are coming. We're, we're going into the playoffs, so hopefully they can win some games and uh, win the cup. And, guys, it's the Browns, okay? Let's, let's just remember, okay? The fucking Cleveland Browns. They're going to lose to the Browns. I, they're going to lose to the Browns, okay? But regardless, win or lose, Jesse. I, I think you're, you're, you're hoping to get a... Go, Birds! <laughs>